ever dreamed that one day, no matter how long it may take us, as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower, knowing that here on earth, God's work must truly be our own. This is a time of challenge to our interest and our values. And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my lips. We will respond forcefully. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. And we hope you enjoy. side of this if, table if if we were looking in a mirror i would feel very happy if i was looking in a mirror and this is the reflection i see is you oh, i would you be very happy. stop it you dirty dog brian and i are back in brian's garage studios in this sunny west dundee illinois yeah temperature is currently 58 degrees <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking cloud in the sky that's how i feel right now i feel like the sun is shining down on me even though it's dark out <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's certainly exciting to be back, you know, the the usual crew here uh, of two. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, our audio engineer is back, which is great. You know, I'm not trying to tweet things on my end. I just sit back and pretend I'm the talent. You are the talent, Brian. Um, I do think, before we get started, I'm actually, I'm always excited about any episode. I'm I'm and I'm excited to chat tonight because I think we have a really interesting discussion topic that's not directly related to like oh the stimulus again or something like that but I'm also super excited about the next episode um that we're going to be recording on Sunday when we interview a, a an incredible professor um who you know specializes in internet law and like DMCA laws so we're going to be talking um, about that on Sunday, and I'm I'm super excited. So, you know, please listen to this episode, which you are right now. But really, Great job. really be excited about the next one as well. Yeah, make sure you guys tune in on Monday, uh, but also tune in on Thursday too. That's today. <laughs> <laughs> I love telling people what the, to do what they're already doing. I think I'm gonna start doing that at the bar. Well, that way they they learn. Like, yeah, you're doing a good job. Yeah. 
Yeah. Next time, next time one of my barbacks is washing my dishes. It's like, hey, could you wash those dishes? Yeah. <laughs> I am. All right. Good job. You're doing great. <laughs> it's like the whole like, you know, uh, you know, when you tell the dog to sit and it's already sitting and you feel like, yeah, I'm the master. That here. dog is a great listener. A great listener. I taught him everything We've got he knows. a great, great relationship here. But yeah, I'm really excited to talk to Mr. Eric Goldman next time. Um, please tune in. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. It's not going to be so much political. It's going to be more rooted in the law. Which yeah. I think is really exciting, but then there's also but it's been got some, instance, po- some political. Twists. Yeah, there's been yeah. instances of of First you know, politics and stuff like that as well. So it'll be really exciting. But tonight, Kev, yeah, you brought up something that you were kind of interested in talking about, and I'll I'll let you kind. Of, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to I'm going to set the table here, and um, say, hey, Kevin had this <clears throat> situation arise. And then he kind of went down the, the, the mental rabbit hole and like kind of stumbled on some other talking points and wanted to have a discussion about that with me. Um, I do wish there were some other people that are like truly experts in this, but this is what the Mad Libs podcast is. Right. Talking about things um, from different perspectives and, and just kind of communicating in the most positive way possible. So with that said, I'm going to step back here. Don't step say, back. Just take a seat back. Kevin. Yes. Let us know. Like, what was the situation? So, and what did it make you kind of yeah, come to? Made me feel so many emotions. Um, I have to get all the jokes out now because the rest of this is really fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta lead with levity instead of yeah, empathy. Yeah, yeah. I hope that lasts the entire episode. No, we'll still get some levity in here because the the whole premise behind this is is very positively rooted. Um, but I, I, I try to be very, or try to be a very active thinker. Um, not just when it comes to problem solving necessarily, but also to, um, how I'm feeling about different situations. And then it goes even further into, am I feeling correct about this? You know, is something wrong with the way, um, that I'm thinking? Is my thought process slightly off? Am I right on point? I don't know. And that's actually how this whole thing got started as I texted Brian saying, is it bad that sometimes I wonder if the thoughts in my head are, I think I said, or if my thoughts in my head are that of an asshole? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's how we pick our podcast topics. Well, and, and, you know, just to pause right there, that's that's such a, an interesting thought to have. And, and I encourage anyone to be so reflective, right? And to question yourself, question your ideologies, question your religion, question your faith, question whatever it is. That's such a that's such a healthy mindset. It's a growth mindset. Am I doing the right thing? Is this, you know, am I being an asshole or, you know, is this true to me? Do I feel a certain way? Owning that truth about yourself is something really important when we're trying to grow. And if you aren't growing, you're dying. So like keep growing, keep having that, you know, lifelong learner mentality, that growth mindset. So I, I really, and I complimented you via text and I'll, I'll do it on air to sit back and say like, are these thoughts bad? Or like, does this make me an asshole? Like it, it sounds funny at first, but it's such a, it's such a healthy reflective, um, action. And I, and I, I think that should be, you know, commended for you, but, but for the audience too, if you're having those thoughts, well, if you're an asshole, stop being an asshole. But just to have that thought process of, am I doing the right thing or am I thinking the right thing? Well, that's that's easy that's though because anybody listening to us is not an asshole because they're awesome. 
for listening to us. Um, and don't hype me up too much because if I lose my street cred as an asshole, you know, everyone's going to start asking me for yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so uh, without any further ado, and I am going to uh, this this story has been slightly altered because I want to kind of protect the mm-hmm. people that were mm-hmm. actually involved with it. Um, but um, basically, uh, I went over to a friend's house the other day. Um, and I was running late getting there because I'm a busy man. And I complain about that all the time on this podcast. Not complain, but uh, express that thought mm-hmm. um, very often. But anyway, so I was running late. And when I got there, I was greeted by somebody who basically told me, hey, just want to let you know, some shit went down. <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, well, I mean, is everyone okay? And they said, yeah, 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 yeah. So-and-so and so-and-so, so-and-so A and so-and-so B got into a very large argument. Now so-and-so A is upstairs and -and so-and-so B is leaving. So I said, oh, shit, okay, well, I will go upstairs. My first thought is I need to go make sure so-and-so A is okay because so-and-so B is already out the door, so there's not much I can do there. So I go upstairs and I try to get this full story, and this person was very upset, um, you know, crying a little bit. And, you know, so my first question is, you know, what happened? What's wrong? And I've something I've been really trying to practice is listening and not asking too many questions. So I let it there and I just kind of let the the story flow. And basically what had happened is there was a confrontation between two, two people over the name of a sports team, which is a big thing now. We have the, you know, the, the Indians, uh, you know, are the Indians still the Indians? The Cleveland Indians are actually changing their name. Okay, cool. And then the Washington, Washington Redskins, Redskins changed their name. They are the Washington football team. That's awesome. Football club. Uh, I think team. Is it WF team? team. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because it was like WFT instead of WTF. I always <laughs> thought that was fun. I said I was going to step back. Yeah. No, that's okay. No, the levity just got brought again. Okay, this cool, cool. Oh, we flipped out. Yeah. Looking in the mirror. Um, so uh, anyways, so this the whole thing had started by what a person had said, oh, I cannot wait for the Blackhawks t- to come on today. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks game. Chicago hockey team, if you guys aren't familiar with it. Everyone is, but I just said that. Um <laughs> And so um, the person who had left the house had basically said, well, I don't care what time they come on. I think that they should be more sensitive about the name and change it. And so, you know, person A who was upstairs in the room crying, uh, we're going to call that person Bob. And the other person's name is Sue. Uh, Sue had left the house. So I'm talking to Bob and Bob had said, well, I don't really see the need for the Blackhawks to change their name because... You know, the Blackhawks or Blackhawk was a warrior, you know, this awesome like mm-hmm. Native American warrior who fought for the cause. And so the the Blackhawks hockey team is really honoring that, um, you know, so I, I think it's a totally fine thing. And it turned into kind of a heated argument. Well, you know, basically Sue telling Bob that uh, Bob was wrong and Bob was racist for thinking that and his thought process was outdated. And so Bob got a little taken aback by that. Um, and decided to go do dishes in the kitchen. And so Sue kind of came in after Bob and said, well, um, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. And, you know, when I come to your house, I feel, you know, kind of attacked and I feel uncomfortable uh, because Sue happens to be one quarter Korean. And Sue said, I, I feel uncomfortable because you see me as a white person and I am Korean. And so Bob didn't know how to react other than to say, I like you for whoever you are, and I always will like you. I just don't know why you are attacking me like this. 
turned into this big argument. Like I said, Sue left, Bob went upstairs. And so all this scenario goes down, and I started thinking to myself, because my immediate thought was to defend Bob. Because in my mind, he was only trying to make a valid point and say how he felt in a very friendly way, I think. Um, And Sue kind of had gone off the rails a little bit. Um, But then I got to thinking, well, how is my thought process on this? You know what I mean? Because in my mind, I think Bob is totally right. I think I think I think he said absolutely nothing wrong, and for him to be attacked like that, and not to mention there were other friends around too. Yeah. So it's like you're being humiliated and all in front of all your friends. Yeah. Being kind of called a racist, and it got brought up that Bob had been friends with a a, a person who is um, very religious, and in their religion feels a certain way towards. Um, They're homophobic. Gay, gay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gay people. Um, LGBTQ people. Um, and so that got brought up and it all got kind of put, or what do they say? Oh, you're projected, projected onto Bob. Yes. Um, and so I just kind of thought to myself, like, am I wrong for thinking this way? Is it wrong for the Blackhawks to be called a certain name? Um, and until I spoke with Brian, another thought of my mind is, well, how, how do you treat a person mm-hmm. one quarter Korean? Um, not that that matters if you want to win what I had said to Brian is if you want to identify with your Korean descent or your Korean heritage, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I am all about like, you know what I mean? Like being, you know, at odds with your, with your heritage and, and wanting to, to carry it on and pass it on and all that kind of stuff. I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I got to thinking about this. Um, some other things had come up about, you know, white privilege, white guilt, white shame, all of these, um, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but like buzzwords, some hot topics, you know what I mean? Yeah. They've definitely and, become more relevant. Yeah. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and probably for the better, you know what I mean? I yeah. think that, uh, racism in, in America and, you know, racial sensitivity and heritage, Heritage sensitivity? Um, yeah. Just made that ethnic, up. It's not uh, ethnic sensitivity. Ethnic sensitivity. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. One of us was a teacher. Can you guess which one? Um, <laughs> you taught me how to bartend. It's you. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was thinking uh-huh. about all these things, and it just kind of it, it had dawned on me because I, I, I said, am I wrong for thinking this? Am I wrong for backing Bob? I don't really know. I thought I was. I thought Sue was just being an asshole. Um, and, and so I had brought it to Brian's attention. I said, you know, at what point do you need to feel bad for being white mm-hmm. to what level, um, what should be done about it? You know? Yeah. So and I didn't do the best job telling that story, no, but no. mostly because it was, I was masking identities. And yeah. so I had to like keep up my own story. Well, but. you definitely, it, well, first off, I was privy to the full story prior and, and I think you did a really nice job of kind of summarizing the situation as a whole. And really, I think it's very interesting. It, it, and I said this off air, and, and I'll say it again. Like, we're going to be talking about things only from one perspective, right? We're two Whereas I did straight, get the story from... Oh, okay, sorry. No, I, I'm saying yeah. we're, we're two straight white males, Um you know, who grew up in the suburbs and stuff like that. So we only have, we have different perspectives politically, but in a lot of our roots, we have a lot of similarity. So 
here's the thing I will say before we start any of this is when you're having these conversations, you know, whether it's Sue and Bill, Bob, Bob, Bob Sue and Bob, you and I, um, if we had, you know, someone, you know, that's a listener to, you know, Marlo um, is one of my one of our listeners and one of my former students and basketball players and someone that I, I've, you know, developed a good friendship over the years. If he was sitting across from the table, this would be an even better discussion, right? Because we would have a black perspective. Right. Or if we had Duke on the show or if we had, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shout out to, to Duke's barbecue. Um, Duke is one of the, probably one of the best citizens in this area in terms of building community and, and stuff one of the like happiest that. dudes you'll ever yeah. meet and in you know preaches about love everyone all that but what i will say is this regardless of who's here and who's not these are good conversations to have and and the reason i say that is this i was reading a a, a uh, an interview that was done on NPR. It was between, you know, the NPR moderator and a man named Shelby Steele, who um, wrote a, it wrote a relatively, you know, provocative book, as they like to say. And it was called White Guilt, How Blacks and Whites Together Destroyed the Promise of the Civil Rights Era. And a little bit has to do, and I didn't agree with everything he said, you know, so I, I will say that up front. But one of the things that resonated with me was, in regards to white shame and white guilt, one of the issues with that is that it prevents the discussion from continuing when people feel they have no moral authority to have the discussion. Well, I'm white. I have no perspective here. I shouldn't even be talking. You should do a majority of the listening in that conversation. For sure. But people still need to talk and you need to share how you feel so you feel heard and then you're more receptive to what's being told to you. And that's one of the, the toughest things about this conversation. It's, it's a tough thing for us as two white men to talk about what it's like for the LGBTQ community. We don't know. We're not part of it. We're just right. advocates for it. We're advocates for, you know, the progress of black people, for Korean people, Asian people, you know, Hispanic, for Latino. Yeah, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're supportive of that. But what I will say is this, it is so very important to acknowledge the privilege in America when you are white, regardless of your socioeconomic status, the privileges you've had just by being white as opposed to being black is something that people need to acknowledge. Now, when it comes to being guilty or shameful of those things, it's it's a fine line, right? Yes. Yeah. Is a, is a high school student who had, I want to say, maybe five or six black kids in my class, you know, or and like I, had, I said, and I had it the exact opposite right. way. I was, you know, white people were in the minority at my high school. Right. So, so you had a, a far different perspective than I did, but or when I was coaching. Uh, you know, Marlo, you know, I had two black kids. It was him and his cousin. And then the rest were white. And did I do enough to actively seek out their perspective? No. Do I now? Yes. I absolutely ask dumb white person questions sometimes because I'd rather know 
you know, I have the same conversation with one of my other former students who um, is part of the disabled community. Mm -hmm. She has CP. She was one of my all-time favorite students. Um, A quick story about her is like when she used to come into my class, you know, people would rush to get the door for her. And she had a, 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 a chair, but, you know, she had full function of her arms. And I would not open the door for her. I would purposefully stand there and say, open the door, because there are going to be a lot of people who close the door on your education, open it yourself. And it was trying to set a mindset. And, and I've had good conversations with her where I stumbled on the verbiage. Do I, do I say handicapped? Do I say disabled? Do I say person in the disabled community? Like, what is the proper phrasing? And to this day, there are still times where we're talking and I might flip-flop it. And I have no problem with her stopping and saying, oh, just so you know, it's this term. Totally fine. And that's the thing is like, it's better to have the conversation and fuck it up than not have the conversation at all. And I think the, that's that's relevant in the in the Bob and Sue situation. It's like it's not a bad conversation to have. No, it's a great I, conversation. I, I think it's totally fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the situation. I think it's it goes back to how the situation or how yes. how the how the conversation happened. Yes. If they would have listened to our podcast on how to have political conversations <laughs> or tough conversations like that, yeah. I think that maybe they would have been better off. But I think that if we all just treated each other respectfully. You know what I mean? It, those conversations would be much better, yeah, and much and much easier to have, and they would probably happen much more often. Yes, and then that would be better for everyone. Well, and that's one of the things I think this podcast and and I say it often. We're trying to build a community to help bolster communication about tough topics, and I think that's something that is relevant here too. Is like you and I want to have those discussions because they're important. They're important to us, they're important to the community, they're important to the world around us. And I think it's the same thing about race relations with, you know, um, the gay community relation, like all of these different groups. It's so important to continue to have those conversations. But heading into the conversation, you have to you have to determine what is what is the outcome I want here. Right. So like I I talk with my wife sometimes and we're like trying to have those tough conversations with our daughter. Like, you know, she fucked up. Well, we got to we got to, you know, do we punish? Do we do we talk? Do we lecture? Do we get angry? Do we get sad? Like, how do we approach this? And the, the number one thing, if you keep in mind, what am I trying to get out of this? If I want better behavior, do I want her to feel bad? Do I want, like, what is the point of this conversation? There's, like, that happy balance between, like, scolding and being mindful of their, like, sensitivity level. Right. And and it's the same with a, a race relations talk or, like, talking about white privilege or white shame and white guilt. Like, what do I want to get out of this conversation? Like, when you approached it with me, and this is why, you know, I was very clear, like, this isn't being an asshole, is you approached it in a way of like, I need, I want to learn. I need another perspective here to help continue forming my own perspective. And that's how I am. Like, I didn't just give you my opinion. Like I, I had an opinion and then I start reading like, well, what do other people of color, what do other people that are mixed say? What are people that are white that have studied this? Like, what are all of the perspectives And the more information I can gather about any given topic, the better off I am to then discuss that topic. Well, for sure. 
anytime you're more educated in something, it's going to be easier to talk about it. Right. But it's also educating yourself on the other perspective, right? Yeah. And that's probably what you said that resonated with with me the most before we started going at this. And Brian and I always have brief conversations before the podcast about kind of like, okay, cool. What do you want to, you know, what, what's your goal here? What's your goal? You know, what do, what do we want to say? What do we want to put out there? Um, this was probably one of the most in-depth conversations that we had had about a topic mm-hmm. um, in person. I mean, texting back and forth, that happens all the time. Calling back and forth happens all the time before a podcast. Because um, the whole thing here is to get a par- across the point without coming off the wrong way. Um, that was probably, I, and I didn't want to come, not necessarily even coming off the wrong way. I wanted my thoughts to be clear. You know, and yeah, why I was thinking yeah. this way, um, because then you and I had kind of talked about because you had brought up um, a little bit more about white guilt and white shame. And I said, well, when do I need to feel bad for being white? Because the way that I saw it in my head was like, I need to feel awful about myself all the time um, because I was born white. And in my mind, that makes no sense. And you had kind of you kind of cleared that up with me actually before we even started because you had said, "Well, it's not about feeling bad; it's about knowing the bad things that some white people did in the past, mm-hmm. and just keeping that in mind." So, and and kind of the way that I took it, Brian, not to like change your words on no. you, is so that we learn from the past and we're not doomed to repeat it. Yeah, absolutely, and, and like, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> you know. I, I frame it and I was talking with my wife about this when you brought it up and I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And I, I wanted to gather my thoughts as well because I'm only so educated. And like I said, I, I think, you know, as we continue to expand on this podcast, I think it's going to be so nice when we can have these discussions with other people and, and really, you know, the pandemic calms down and people can just gather the way we used to. I think it'll be really nice to have you know, in this particular instance, a person of color sitting across from us and having this discussion. But what I will say is this, is like, from what I've learned and studied over the years is there's, you know, racism, there's people that aren't racist, and then there are people that are anti-racist. And anti-racism is different than just not being racist. It's actively working against it. And one thing, you know, with, you know, my my family or whatever, and, and Kevin, we were talking about this, and it's like, you know, I, if I did a Ancestry.com or 23andMe, I, I wouldn't find any plantation owners. But were all of my family members, you know, working, you know, to actively, you know, get rid of these instances of segregation or Jim Crow laws? Were they doing the sit-ins? No. How did they vote? You know, simply voting is taking a major action towards anti-racism. And, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this another time, I think, on a different episode. But, you know, there are active measures right now that are going against, um, you know, the black communities, especially, and we see it in Georgia, we see it in Iowa, we see it in these, you know, in Texas, where there are active measures targeting, you know, urban areas, and especially in minority communities to kind of um, you know, dissuade or, or, you know, remove the minority community from voting. And it's like, well, what are we doing to actively go against that? Not just say, well, I didn't put that measure up. I'm not, you know, the governor signing it. So I'm not racist. Like, well, no, you're not racist, but are you anti-racist where you're actively saying, you know, bringing it up in discussions with people? Are you doing a podcast like this where we we talk about things. And so my thought on that too, and I don't want to interrupt you, so if no. you, do you want to finish your thought first? No, no, go okay. ahead. I'm trying to be so sensitive right now. 
I'm going to be extra empathetic this episode because I haven't seen You're Brian doing great. in so long. You're doing great. Um, so my, my thought is this, though. Um, something that really rings true for me is, um, and it's a Martin Luther King Jr. quote, but like, judge a per- basically judge a person based on their character, not on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. I think that extends to the fact, like, I judge each individual person person on their character. Yeah. So, like, I'm actually not going to say Brian's dad, but if someone's dad, because I love Brian's dad so much, and I don't even want to, like, portray him badly in a story, Mm -hmm. even if it's a fake story. Um, But so, like, if a person's father Uh happened to not be an anti-racist or voted for a... Yeah, my dad is not anti-racist. My dad is not a racist. Okay, but for for, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for making that clear, Brian. Yeah. Buster's the best. Um, and so even if like, even if that person's dad was a racist or if that person's dad voted for a racist uh, governor, president, whatever, <laughs> I'm not going to take that out on the, the person's child. Like, or for instance, I wouldn't take that out on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would judge you for who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And it- so that's where my, and where I'm going with that is, do you need to feel guilt for the way for the sins of your father. You can feel bad about it. You can be like, man, my dad was such an asshole. Yeah. Neither one of our dads are assholes. I really feel right. the need to make that clear. But I'm just saying, like, God, my dad was such a dick. Like, oh, you know, I feel so bad about it. Well, no, I think that there's a certain point where you just got to be like, all right, well, I'm not that person, and I'm definitely not going to be that person, and I will make sure that my children right. are not those people. Right, so you, and that's the difference, is you shouldn't be necessarily penalized. I'm not saying, you know, you're not... You, and I'm you, only bringing these up because yeah, you, so yeah. you can make no, it clear great. like this, that's yeah. all. It's not that you need to be penalized because you are white and that you've had this privilege. It's, you know, what are you doing to actively repair those things what are you actively doing you are actively coaching your children to you know be advocates and you know you are actively having a podcast to spread communication and you know spread love and and all these different things right so you know and and i don't know like my my voting history is like the more progressive i can be for race relations or you know, the gay community in America or whatever the case is, I am actively going to support those people that do that. Right. So, you know, my dad wasn't anti-racist by any stretch. Right. And, and there are glimmers of, you know, he's old school. He's, he's in his seventies. There are moments where I would say, yeah, that's a racist thought, you know, that he's a product of that time and we have to acknowledge that. That's the thing. It's like you have to acknowledge it. So it's not feeling guilty where I feel encumbered to a point where I can't do something. I don't have the right to step in and speak out for black people because of what my ancestors did. Right? That's that's harming the the movement itself. You are taking away some of that acceleration and momentum away from it because you don't feel like you should contribute. That's bullshit. Get out, you know, move, do something to advocate for, you know, blacks, the LGBT, the, you know, the disabled community, whatever the case is, whatever is near and dear to your heart, you need to be active because there are so many people, there are only so many people who are direct you know, directly affected. There's only so many black people. There's only so many Latin people. There's only so many LGBT people. There's only so many disabled people. And if they're the only ones speaking on their behalf, shit will not get done. 
So they need advocates who are outside of the community to then enforce change, to help the progressive movement within that community. That's the only way. If it was only black people doing the sit-ins, doing the bus boycotts, shit wouldn't have gotten done. They needed more white people. You know, the, the suffragist movement would not have happened. Women would not have gotten the right to vote had men not also said, hey, I'm a part of this movement too. And that's the difference. So if white guilt or white shame, it's, it should be more about acknowledging, you know, the issues, you know, the, the, the racial injustices of the past, the systemic racism that is, is still around today. It needs to be acknowledged and discussed and figured out, like, I need to talk about these things and figure out how I can help. What do you think the biggest systemic racism things that are implemented now are? And I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, so if you no, don't have an I answer, think, I think the biggest dude. thing. I think the biggest thing is um, regarding, you know, uh, police and, and justice reform. Uh, more, more so, even more than police reform is justice reform. When we look at like the differences of not only the population in the in the prison system, but like the sentencing differences, like how often, how much more likely it is that a white a white man get away with something than a black man regarding like drug charges or whatever the case is. I, and that's something that's very interesting to me too, because a statistic that I had found too, and I'm not, this isn't me bashing or like you know, pointing anything out. It's I, something that I just think is interesting. Women always get less harsh sentences as well. And I don't know what that is yeah. broken down to yeah. as far as like race or ethnicity or anything like that. But like for the same crime, like, yeah, I, it's just like, shouldn't everyone be punished the exact same way? Well, and, and see, that's, that's a, I mean, the thing is, is it's never going to be scientific because there's a human element. You Correct. either have a judge or a that. jury. Right. And, and then with that. But if, if, if all the points of the case are the same or similar enough. Right. You know what I mean? But, but the argument would then be, well, it's one ounce of marijuana versus two ounces. Well, it's a different crime, so it needs a different punishment. So like it, it becomes one of those things. And I agree. There there is a sentiment where there is definitely not equality amongst men and women. There's not equality amongst um, you know, minorities versus non-minorities, etc. So one thing that I I did come across that really stuck out to me when I was kind of researching this was um from the New York Times and, and someone wrote in, How can I cure my white guilt? And I thought it was really interesting because it's, it's a person that was actively trying to like, I feel bad because my people did not only things, okay, slavery, really bad, you know, segregation, Jim Crow, really bad. But even when those obstacles were removed, there were still active, you know, issues of racial injustice and still uh, there still are today. But so why isn't the answer to curing your white guilt? Mm-hmm. Not just be a good person to every person. Well, and here's the thing. Because, and, that, and I only want, I'm, I'm only jumping in here again, Brian, because I want to say this, and this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier is to me, the solution for this should be, I'm not saying it is, it should be so simple. Just be nice to each other. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Be I, respectful of one another. Everyone, treat everyone exactly the same. You know what I mean? And I know that, like, because one thing that I, that I try my best to do, and, you know, I, I'm not sure if I succeed at it or not, but I, I try my fucking darndest is, um, you know, even if someone's an asshole to me, 
and I guess I have to kind of be good at this because of like bartending and being in the service industry. Even if someone's mean to me, that doesn't mean necessarily that I'm going to come and give it right back to them because I don't necessarily think that that's the right solution. I don't think that makes anything better. That's like saying like two wrongs make a right. Um, and I, and I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Two lefts might, or it would be three lefts. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But, um, if everyone was just like that, you know what I mean? There would be no issue. You should feel no guilt if you treat everyone the way that they should be treated or treat everyone the way that you want to be treated. There's the key. And that's, and I, and we were having this conversation off air and I paused you and I'm, I'm going to pause you here too, because what you described is your mindset is different from your action and your action is actually better than your mindset. Your mindset is like, well, if you're an asshole, I'm going to treat you like an asshole. If you're a good person, I'm going to treat you like a good person. But the way you actually behave in real life is even better. You treat everyone the way you want to be treated, regardless of their prior behavior towards you. You actively, and this is like, I'm not racist first. I'm anti-racist. The mindset of, well, I'm going to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. You're utilizing almost like a prejudice, not you in particular. But no, like, I understand. What you're so, saying. like, people are actually using a prejudice. Well, I'm going to, I know what you deserve. You don't know someone's whole life. Right. You don't know what led up to that moment. You're you're completely judging them from a snapshot, and that's what prejudice is. But the way you behave, you actively root to to to. Find the best in people. You actively treat everyone the way you wish to be treated, regardless of how they treat you. And I know that's part service industry, and we can say, oh, well, I have to for my tips. But that's well, bullshit. Well, that's not what I was getting at. No, but, yeah. but, the, but you actively do that with anyone you come across. Anytime I've seen you interact with anyone behind the bar, in front of the bar, not even in a bar, you actively try and treat them so fucking well that they're going to have to either change their attitude or just be a better person around you. That's the, that's the difference. And, and this is the thing with white privilege. And, and I want to say this, like I saw this quote and it really stuck out to me. Privilege is not in and of itself bad. What matters is what we do with the privilege, right? So you're born white and you have a privilege. What the fuck are you doing with it? I'm going to say you, this twice in two podcasts with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you were born with this privilege that other people don't have. What are you going to do to make it better for everyone? So that privilege is then extended to everyone. Women make less per dollar than men, right? You know, minorities less than them, minority females less than them. And, uh, you know, Latins less than like it, it's this. What are you going to do to help others? You know, you were born in a privileged situation as a straight white male. Same here. I was born with a certain level of privilege. What am I doing to actively promote? Sometimes it's having that stupid ass Facebook discussion or it's starting a podcast and, and opening up the discussion. It can be anything. It's how you vote. It's how you speak to other people. It's you actively trying to be kind no matter what they are like. And that's the difference. You are not a nice person, Kevin. You are a kind person. There is a difference. Kindness is going and doing the right thing for a person. Nice is just doing what's really, oh, that's so nice of you. But <laughs> kindness is actively saying like, hey, you know, what you did here was wrong, right? Being nice is, you know, I don't want that confrontation, right? And there were people in the situation 
that you talked about with Bob and Sue or Billy, Billy, no, you Bob, got whatever. Bob and Sue, yeah. Bob and Sue. There were people in that other situation, you know, little Timmy and Tommy or whomever we want to name. I, I don't know who sure, else was Timmy there. Timmy and Tommy were there. Okay. Yeah. Timmy and Tommy were there and, you know, and, 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 um, Jamiroquai, they were all sitting there doing nothing. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that is being complicit and not helping the situation. So that's like, what are you going to do to help a situation? That's being nice. I don't want, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So I'm going to step back. Being kind is stepping in and sometimes having those difficult discussions. And that's what this all boils down to is, you know, I believe in this idea of radical kindness. I'm going to go out of my way to do the right thing for you, even if that means having a very, very difficult discussion. It it probably annoys the shit out of my wife sometimes, but I always want to do what's best for both of us. And sometimes we have those like, why are we having this discussion? Because it's an important one, you know, and, and it's the same thing about race. It's the same thing about sexuality, religion, whatever the case is. It's, it's the Mad Libs podcast ideal is have the fucking conversation. Yeah. And you and might I, mess up. Oh, for sure. I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> but, um, I guess the, and, and the, like, so the issue that I have with the terminology with all of this, and, and part of the reason I had the question leading up to this podcast was cause I'm going to be totally upfront with all, with you, with you, Brian, with everybody. I don't like the terms white privilege. I don't like the terms, you know, white guilt. I don't like any of that because, and this is again. This is one hundred percent my my opinion, and I am not saying that white people aren't you know don't get certain privileges that other races and ethnicities don't. I would never argue that because I don't necessarily think that's the fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I we're at well. I know that. Yeah, I know it's quite the opposite. Is what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like all the terminology because one thing that I don't like is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on the Republicans here a little bit. Because they like to use this this fear of the left when they bring up things like you see like the Ben Shapiro's of the world, you know, saying there's no such thing as white privilege or white shame or any of this stuff, you know, and it starts this argument. And I that's one thing that really bothers me about it, because going back to my main point is I don't think that there needs to be. Well, no, I don't. I'm not going to say that. See, this is where I got to be careful. Yeah, because. There needs to be an argument currently. Yeah. What I want is for there to be no need for an argument. Right. Just that very simple thing. Be kind to one another. Yeah. Love one another. If somebody is an asshole, you know what I mean, and you give them a, a fair you know, throw at things or a fair chance to, to show that they're not an asshole and they prove otherwise, then, you know, whatever. Disassociate with them. Don't talk to them. You know what I mean? If they're a coworker, well, dread the days that they're scheduled with you. But like, there's no need to treat anyone differently or to feel a certain way or to feel guilty going into a conversation or to feel like you can't say something into a conversation. Again, I could be way off base here. I'm talking as a, as a white person. Yeah. I think my points are valid. If they're not, I would love to hear why. Well, and, and you're right in the sense of like, okay, like everyone just needs to be kind to one another. Like, enough with the shit about labeling this and then in the other thing i understand it's like a relationship an early relationship i don't like labels (laughs) well but here's the (laughs) here's the thing is when we label something we can identify it acknowledge it and build off of it no fair enough so that's that's the thing and like 
you know, how you label things is so crucial. Correct. Yeah. Because like global warming was too, oh, it's too much. And the Republicans didn't like it. So they changed it to climate change. And now we're trying to deny climate change or, you know, we, we uh, cancel culture is this new thing. Why is it called cancel culture? Right. It's fucking holding people accountable. And if they don't feel sorrow, then fucking get them out. Right. But if they're sorrowful, if they're like, shit, yeah, I was wrong. You know, I tweeted that five years ago. That was a, that was bad on me. I've grown a lot since then. Here's what. Then great. Like you've grown. That's but, but that's but that's part of that issue too. And I'm, I don't want to get into a whole cancel culture conversation again. But part of that is people can't accept people's apology and the fact right. that people have changed. But and that's another point yeah, of like this. Yeah. Whole, but what yeah. I'm saying is, is you need to acknowledge things and hold people accountable. And you know, you don't get held accountable for for just being white. But you be you're held accountable for not utilizing that privilege to raise everyone up. That's where you're, that's where the white guilt is. The guilt is I haven't done enough with my privilege to help others. So if you are feeling guilty about what you haven't done as a white person, and I feel this sometimes too, right? I'm not doing enough. Well, that's because I'm not doing enough. I've, I've had this privilege to help other people and I didn't utilize that privilege enough. And from here on out, I'm going to try. So I don't feel shame going forward because I'm actively trying, but I do feel shame like, oh, I fucked up. You know, I, 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 you know, disobeyed my parents one time. I I didn't go to Timmy's house. I went to Tommy's house. I went against their orders. Do I still feel like this incredible remorse? We all know you went to Tanya's house. (laughs) I I wish. (laughs) Hell, my mom probably wishes I would have. No. That's a whole nother, that can be an aftermath discussion. Yeah. You know, my, I, I approached my mom about the birds and the bees and she was like, finally. Anyways, <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is, is this, is like you and I or, or anyone that's, you know, white or whatever, like there's privilege. You don't need to feel shame in like, you know, the fact that you, you, you should feel a, a sense of duty. Right. Like you said, with great power or great power comes great responsibility. You have this privilege. What the fuck are you doing with it? And that's like why people should feel a little guilty. I haven't done enough. Well, okay. Use that guilt to motivate you and push you to do something better. Yeah. I just feel like that. I, I see, but I, I feel like the duty is regardless of race. That's the thing. I feel well, like you yes. should just have a duty to help everybody. Absolutely. The way that you, the best that you can, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. my, my, my dad grew up in a trailer park. You know what I mean? So it's like you can, you know, go out lending people money. You know what I mean? He had to work his ass off to get to the point where like, you know. But see, but see, here's the thing. And you're right. Like if you have money, like you, you help people in need or whatever. But sometimes it's not just, it's not just money. It's time. It's you, you, you know, you personally have very little time because you're, you know, running a household. No, I just went to the grocery store today. I got tons of time in Rosemary. (laughs) Was it fresh? Oh yeah, dude. okay, for sure, man. Cool, cool, cool. cool but cool. but when it comes to like time or you know money or whatever or like just actively speaking out, right? It there are so many things that people can do, and it's like you have the mindset like, oh yeah, I do that for everyone. That's great, but it's like continue to do it specifically for the underprivileged, the the people that you know grew up being bullied because they had a disability or they. Um, we're part of the gay community or they're a minority or whatever. And it's like actively working against that. Like, did you stand up for people that were getting bullied for those things? Maybe you did. Maybe I, I should have done more. 
And now I think back to those things and it's like, I should have done more. Do I feel like every single morning I wake up feeling guilty about every single misstep of my life? No, that's a waste of time. And then I start to lose the energy I need to be the advocate I need to be going forward. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sound insensitive. I'm just No, like, you're not. You're not. Because I, I went into this, you know what I mean? Being like, oh, well, I got to make sure I'm careful about what I say and how I say it. And then I decided as soon as we hit record that, you know what I mean? Like the way I come off is the way that I come off. Yeah. It's just my opinion. It's just the way that I feel. Um, and I wasn't going to try to change my comments. You know what I mean? No, you do. And no. so, yeah. Absolutely. So if I do come off that way, tell me why. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's and we a can have thing. a And we can have a fucking conversation about it. Maybe you could be the next person on the Mad Lives podcast. You can call you. We'll, we'll have you call in. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, right? And, and Mike, I said this up, up front and I'll say it again. Kevin and I are having a discussion, a very public discussion, and there are times where he or I will fuck up and say the wrong thing. We will say it, like I just said, in a vulgar way, or we'll say it in a way like I use the wrong term, or I get the statistic wrong. And but but the thing is, is we, you know, and this is kind of alluding, I said Kamala wrong, alluding <laughs> alluding back to you know the earlier discussion about Bob and Sue, Bob and Sue. Bob and Sue. Okay. The earlier discussion about Bob and Sue was, you know, Sue might have been right in terms of like, hey, we need to do better. But like in that conversation, what is the outcome if you're just going, if you're straight in attack mode for someone that would be very inclined to try and learn more, right? right. And that's what this is all about. Bob's a great guy. Yeah. It's, it's all about you know, approaching the situation for the best possible outcome for everyone. And if I'm just attacking you for not doing something, for not being a social justice warrior, for not being anti-racist, for not doing this, well, are you likely to listen to me or are you likely to just either shell up or get defensive and combative? Like what, what good is going to come of that? Yeah. It's like in any conversation, you know what I mean? You're only going to get out of it what you put into it. Um, and if you go into it with a bad attitude, you know what I mean? Especially when you go into it argumentatively, it's like you're only going to put that person in, you know, in defense mode. Yeah. Happen so, yeah. So I, I, and like I said, you know, also up at the front and, and I'll, you know, restate it is, yes, I wish we had someone of color to, you know, kind of bring some color to the, the actual conversation and like right. actually share their side. I mean, we're two straight white guys talking about this. So we are coming from a similar perspective, but I think we're coming from it in a way that really tries to promote a positive discussion for others to have. And if you're someone that disagrees with us, like jump in, shoot us an email, shoot us a message and let us know you are part of this community. If you think I said something, something wrong, yeah, if, if you think I said something wrong, call me out on that shit and I will Politely, address it. Because if not, I'm coming at you. <laughs> You know, tell me how I can be better in the conversation. You are a part of this community. You are a Mad Libs podcast listener. You are a part of this community. Your voice matters to us too. Whether you are white or black or Latino or 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 you know Asian or gay or straight or whatever you are, you are a part of this community. And I want you to feel comfortable to not only have this discussion with us, but have this discussion with other people. Have these discussions and know you might mess up and they might correct you and that's only going to benefit you. When I had that, that discussion with Caitlin, 
and I was learning more about the, the, the disabled community, I needed to learn and I wanted to learn. And I said the wrong thing, and she corrected that. And there was no animosity. I wanted to learn. So if you go in with the mindset that I want to learn, man, those conversations are going to be so good. That's, that's the conversation we had in that first night at, at Emmett's. We just wanted to learn from one another. We wanted to learn more about the other person. Yeah, and I wanted to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand. I drive people to drink. but No, no. <laughs> but that's the thing, and, and that's the conversation you and I have twice a week at least. And, and we have these discussions from you know slightly different perspectives from the same perspective. And this is no different. And I hope that... You know, you might have learned something, you might have, you know, reasoned something out or, or, you know, maybe you have a slightly different perspective and go out and do your own research. You want to learn more about, you know, the perspective of black people on white privilege or whatever. Go listen to some people. Go go read books, you know, white fragility and all these different things like go listen to Biggie. Bay? Biggie. Oh, yeah! Like go out and, and I mean, find I mean that like it sounds like that sounds like a joke, but I'm being serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just listen to what people have to say. Listen to what they're talking about. Listen, that's the big fucking thing. I say this all the time. Like, and this was something that somebody else taught to me, um, or, or told me, is that you should be listening far more than you should be talking. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially yeah. when it's something you know little about, um, or something that's from a totally different perspective that maybe you don't understand. Ask questions, but listen to the answer. Yeah, and, and, and one, one more thing, and, and, and I know I talked about it, but like the white privilege, white shame, white guilt thing, it, it's, a, it's a great way for you to pause and reflect if you are a part of you know, the white community and you're like, okay, I want to do more. I want to be better. I want to learn more. I want to do these things. You know, Pause for reflection. Accept the things that you're coming to the conclusion of, but also feel like, you have to engage in the conversation. You have to be active if you want change to happen. And that's, that's the one thing I pulled from that Steele interview was that, you know, the white shame thing should be a motivational tool for you to be a better advocate. It shouldn't deter you from having the conversation altogether because otherwise that momentum is lost. We need more and more voices advocating for the marginalized communities whether it's the LGBTQ community, whether it's the disabled community, whether it's the black community, Latino, Asian, whatever, whatever community is being marginalized, the more voices we have in support and advocating for those communities, the better we all are. You know, I said it economically, but it, 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 it's culturally and socially as well. When we, when we raise the water, all boats rise. That's good for everyone. If we get those marginalized communities to feel less marginalized, God damn, this country can be great, right? And we talked about that last week, and I was like, Whoa, we have a lot of potential, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. That's how we get to where we need to be, economically, socially, culturally, when we start to embrace everyone and pick everyone up, and we educate, and we, you we be talk. real strong to do that. Yeah, yeah, but we have that strength, and we can do it, and, and, and that's what being a part of the Mad Libs community is all about. I, I thank you so much for, for giving us this platform to have these types of discussions because I think they're so important, and I'm so thankful for you taking you know an hour out of your day, twice a week, three times a week sometimes, and actually listening and, and supporting us and sharing with your friends and including them into the community. Keep bringing more people in because I think these are great conversations to have. 
nice. <laughs> and on that thank, note, thank uh, you guys always for yeah. or as always for listening. It feels great to be back in the studio. Do good, be great. I love you. Lead with empathy. Lead with empathy. <laughs> we love you guys so much, love and you. we will see you guys on the next episode. Well, guys, we're here. We've made it to the end. Wait, 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 Kevin, Kevin. We got to thank our sponsors. What sponsors? Well, we we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh. And we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from 5 to 10 to $20. Any amount helps. Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com. And that's a win, win, win. win. <laughs> also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and oh. our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.